Welcome to episode 27 of Processing the Process. The title of this episode is The More Things Change, The More They Stay the Same. That title was suggested actually by my guest. I think it's pretty perfect. She is a parent who has a son who is applying and auditioning for this very special niche of college musical theater programs. Thanks for tuning in. Please always feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear from you and share with anyone you might know whose child is also considering the possibility of this process or is going through it. So enjoy. It has been a few months. I actually had this conversation with this mom several weeks ago, and I'm just now getting around to having it all edited and putting it up. But the timing worked out where I was able to get an update from her after we talked to includes. I actually reached out to Roseanne because she sent me a message. And by the way, message me, email me. I love hearing from you guys. And especially if you feel like you have some unique situation that would benefit others, let's talk and we can record and get the information out there. But this is what she wrote. Hi, Lisa. I just found your podcast. My son decided in August to go for musical theater. We have a vocal coach but I've learned much more from you than her. I could write a book. Any chance I could write you a long email with a few questions or we could talk? I do not want to take up too much of your time, but already nearly every podcast has some nugget and I fear I cannot make it through them all in time. Yeah, so we took it from there. She sent me a file, (laughs) which was like a letter and all of her questions. So I got back to her and asked if she would be okay with us talking through the questions for the listeners of my podcast's benefit. She agreed, and this is what you're listening to. So thank you to her for her willingness to record. We had a great conversation. You're going to find, if you are in this process have gone through this process, very familiar scenarios of her experience as a parent that we cover. One of my hopes about this podcast was to bring comfort and uh, just a feeling of validation about your sanity as a parent going through this process. It's important that I keep talking to people who are current and she is as her child is going through the audition and applying to colleges in 2022. It's actually February. It's Super Bowl Sunday of 2022 and all um, unifieds I believe are complete just for point of reference depending on when you are listening to this. COVID re-upped with the Omicron strain and put this audition year back from what was anticipated of hoping to be in person without masks. Um, That's not the case. So um, 
that just creates a you know different dimension of this whole process. Our conversation is a great articulation of the overwhelm that can happen and just the realization of the magnitude of everything coming upon the endeavor and in going forward with all that is required. And on that note, I just continued to be wowed by the commitment that so many kids in this time of the world right now have made to continue to move forward with this process, doing all of the things that they need to do to be prepared for this mode of this process, including a lot of Zoom training, not being in person for dance classes and voice lessons, and it's just hard to imagine. But it actually does lend itself well to the requirements of auditioning in this time where the pandemic exists and their comfort level that is needed for self-tapes and Zoom live auditions and Zoom interviews or, you know, live interviews, just communicating through a screen. But it is the norm now. I think it will stay to some degree going forward for efficiency reasons. We talk about um, the role as a parent of project manager, which is a common role that parents who have a children in this process take on, kind of their personal assistant. And interesting, we talk about her thinking through the dilemma of what's better, being in person with a mask or on Zoom without one. We cover walk-ins and headshots uh, when all things are considered equal, what it may come down to. Also good information about deadlines. We touch on the history of cut programs, parent versus student interface with outreach to program contacts. So I think I will leave it at that. Here you go. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. It's a roller coaster ride. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, where are you located? Uh, Los Angeles area. Is it the LA Unifieds? That is a thing, but I guess the Unifieds technically require you to be in all three locations, but they gave colleges an opportunity to say no to Los Angeles due to COVID. Um, And so there's a lot not coming to Los Angeles. Okay. Which means for you that you're probably doing one of the others as well, like Chicago or New York or. Yeah. And I didn't really know what I was getting into. (laughs) So he, uh, he did one over Zoom uh, in mm-hmm. December with Boston, mm-hmm. uh, thinking, oh, we're never going to make it to Boston. Don't even know if we should think about it. I'm not even sure I realized we were at the Unifieds in Chicago. Um, but I just thought, you know what, I'm just, I just, yeah, let's just grab a time. <laughs> uh, and then he got Syracuse, which was Los Angeles. They were going to have their own 
uh, location here in Los Angeles, but we just got a call um, two days ago saying they canceled. So now he's going virtual. I, I asked if he could get into Chicago and they said uh, it's booked right now. So I'll keep calling to see if that'll change. Baldwin's another one and that one. I don't think they're at the Unified. So, um, yeah. So anyway, so, but regardless, he did get Roosevelt, uh, CCPA. And so when he got that, I said, you know what, we're going to make a, a short week of it in Chicago. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, we'll go do Roosevelt. If we can do these so-called walk-ins, which it sounds like there could be potential, we will. Maybe he'll get another audition or two. And if not, we'll go up north to Northwestern and visit that campus. Oh, nice. Yeah. How did you find my podcast? And I'm, I'm assuming yeah. that your answer will probably include like some of the beginning of this path with your son. Yes, I think it was when he had his first audition. I was thinking there must be something I can find about, um, well, in this case, Boston Conservatory online about their musical theater program. And I went to, I think it's College Auditions website, and there they had a whole bunch of recordings. So then it took me Podbean. And so I was like, okay, I'll just download Podbean. So I downloaded Podbean and then I did, you know, why don't I just search for musical theater? And yours was the only other one that came up. So I found it there, but then I eventually did um, just decide to use my podcast through the Apple. I'm so glad that's the very exact scenario that I was hoping that would happen in order to be helpful Mm -hmm. to other families leading up to going through this process. Tell me a little bit about your son and his interest and um, his skill development thus far. It all started like probably third grade. A friend of his invited him to a musical theater community group that he was in and and he saw it and he said wow I kind of I really like that mom do you think I can do it and I said sure so he got the bug then and he did two or three plays a year with that community theater group um and he did his first solo which was Miracle of Miracles he didn't have any coach I he was probably fourth grade uh-huh. <laughs> and I was yeah. like wow that is a really nice voice <laughs> <laughs> and so then the next year we started with a coach affiliated with the community group um and she just did wonders with him um and his brother also he has a twin brother <laughs> uh, oh wow and, and they both were doing the musicals and she just brought out so much sparkle in them. So that um, community theater group went through ninth grade uh, is when kids stopped doing it. So we never really did the high school musicals. Their high school is much more kind of known for their instrumental music. Mm -hmm. So and he's very much he's the type of kid who can pick up an instrument and pretty much play it as if he's been playing it his whole life. Very musical. There's something in his DNA there, which I'm not sure where he got it from. But uh, (laughs) uh, so he's been playing saxophone also pretty much since, I don't know, third, fourth grade as well. Um, And so he really just loves the marching band. Um, So he's been in marching band, been in um, orchestra, symphonic band, things like that. Um, And then he would just do his musical theater in the summertime, but continue with the voice lessons uh, Mm -hmm. through the shell. So so that's, yeah. Great. Well, it sounds like it's dimensional. He's got the performing, but also like, you know, the musical can play by ear and Mm -hmm. just pick things up more easily 
And at what point was it clear that this would be the path? He was pretty much, I think, August 20th <laughs> is when <laughs> I pinned the day uh, of 2021. So he had been kind of toying with it um, that he, you know, so back in May uh, of his junior year, it was sort of like, okay, we got to think about colleges, think about letters of recommendation. Why don't you, you know, when you write that little note to your teacher, suggest what majors you're thinking of and um, he was just sort of like music, um, but didn't really add the theater part to it quite yet. So, so I imagine saxophone, to be honest. Um, but that they actually did a play on stage here in Los Angeles um, at, in the middle of August, beginning of August. And after that, he was just on such a high. And he said, you know, mom, this is, this is what I want to do. I really want to uh, try for an, um, a BFA program in musical theater. Um, so at first, my husband and I, who are uh you know we were just like a bfa like not a ba mm-hmm, <laughs> not mm-hmm. you know some other uh major with a, a minor <laughs> mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. uh so um but yeah so then he he said no that's what i want to do so we we had that conversation we're very lucky that we do live in california and they have an excellent university of california system so um so we knew that that was always kind of our our backup plan in a sense, um, even mm-hmm. though there's some great musical theater programs within them. Uh, so um, yeah, so he um, pretty much said he wanted to do it. I said, okay, you know, my husband actually wasn't totally on board, but you know, I sneakily w- was whispering to him, you just tell me where. <laughs> and there's no, there's no harm in like trying or right. applying and seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so then we, we made a decision. I started to look at the requirements. I'm like, oh my gosh, you need to dance. <laughs> uh, and he had been, um, I mean, I, probably the highlight of the pandemic, if there is such a thing, is that um, his vocal coach, uh, Michelle Lane, and then uh, one of her um, artistic partners, Jay Elaine Marcos, they had this um, Zoom so we did a Zoom for like a year, maybe even almost a year and a half, um, because it started soon after COVID began. But um, and they it it was called Complete Broadway. So they did um, voice and acting and dancing, even though it was Zoom and they were in their bedrooms <laughs> dancing. It, it, that had sort of ended, and then I was scrambling like, who's going to teach them dancing? And I was like, oh my gosh, Jay Elaine. Oh my. So luckily she was available, and we could um, have him learn some moves. In addition to Complete Broadway, he had done online um, ballet again Mm. during zoom so in his room not exactly the most you know uh probably educational experiences but at least something and then um the prior year he he was he did jazz um uh dance as well so he had some dance under his belt and and he had been doing the musical theater with this youth group that you know they were dancing so anyway so once he did the dance, his acting coach she called and she said oh my god I saw the the dance video okay, he's really got a shot. <laughs> like she knew he could sing and she knew he could act, but she really wasn't totally sure how good his dancing was. With that, she excited. I then reached out to a friend that I grew up with in Detroit, who's in musical theater in New York. And I typed out a note saying, hey, you know, he's looking to apply. And at that point, he really only had, I think, three uh non-UC <laughs> programs on his list and um it was so funny because within three minutes I got a phone call from this friend <laughs> who you know I rarely talk to he gave me a bunch of schools 
Uh, and I said, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Okay, so then I went back to the, the college audition coach and she then gave me a list. I think I was 17. I just became so much more comfortable with her list knowing what he had just told me and because there was tons of overlap. So we went through that list and then the list exploded. And then, you know, I really play the role as you've talked about a lot of like the project manager. I mean, that's what I can do. <laughs> I can't even tell. I mean, I love everything I see that he does, but I really have no idea how good it is. <laughs> Yeah, it helps to have people who see lots of people to tell you that they think that, you know, that your child has what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh my gosh, the requirements, (laughs) every, getting everything done with all, I had no idea, A, how many schools out there don't use the common app (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, and then B, you know, have the extra, you know, large set of requirements for this additional application that we really were scrambling. Which, you know, that happens and, and that's mm-hmm. okay. Like just because yeah. you set out initially to apply to a certain number of schools, you know, mm-hmm. stuff kind of like surfaces, whatever that may be. And it makes you like, it might put a question mark there or the requirements are just too much. And you're just like, mm-hmm. you know what, like we're doing the best we can and you just got to kind of keep going with it and trust the process and trust. I I mean, I have faith, we have faith. So there's that too. Okay. Maybe this is because God doesn't, this is not part of the plan. You know, this is not meant to be on your list. Totally agree. So where are you in the process currently with your son? Yeah. Isn't it funny? So I talk we, about it like it's your process, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny, but I, I am using the we, I'm like, no, it's him. But we have one more application to do. It is Northwestern and there is a supplemental, um, but there's no audition kind of focus to it. So we're just waiting to hear back from, so he has, I think, uh, six total auditions and then I think slightly more, uh, seven or eight, um, rejections I don't know what the word is he did not pass to the audition phase and then he has about another five or six there's at least like UCLA says we might call you or we might not (laughs) and it doesn't mean anything if we don't call you if you count that one as we should expect to hear then I think there's six more yeah and I think at this point where they've given a hint of when they would respond about the pre-screens everybody is in until probably the new year I think the rest have pretty much said we'll let you know in January and is he applying to any other like straight colleges by that yeah. I mean, like non-BFA everywhere he is applying he's applying for BA in music uh usually it's music theater or maybe it's theater I mean I think Northwestern is probably the most I don't know it's a BA I believe I'm not even sure to be honest can't keep all my facts straight anymore but and I think it's a certificate even which I don't know whether that matters in any real in the in the end I don't know because it's a very well respected program so I'm not sure if that really matters either what kinds of questions did you have for me or concerns that you wanted to talk through Mm -hmm. yeah so initially I was really nervous before the first zoom audition and how those were expected to go in the end it was all fine it was all great actually you know my kids were not auditioning in this time of COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do think realizing that 
the kids who are auditioning now, the, the likelihood that they have participated in some Zoom training or some mm-hmm. Zoom education is something to keep in mind as a parent when you're thinking about, oh my gosh, this is all going to be over Zoom. How are they going to actually do this? It's like, well, they've been doing it. So to them, I don't think it's an obstacle. It's just, this is the way that it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I do think it went well, so well that I did consider not going to Chicago (laughs) uh, to do the Unified, but then the college coach said, you know, really for him to just connect in person would be so much better if you could swing it. Um, so we are, but then one thing that came to my mind after committing to all this is oh, the math. I don't know whether I should be so like, is the math more inhibiting than him being on zoom and at least not mm. math. Oh, um, when they're in the room, they have to wear a mask. We just have the one um, audition set up so far. And that is what I believe to be the requirement. So yeah, at this point, and I don't know whether you have any insights into this, is it get a clear mask? They do have this thing that goes over (laughs) their mouth that, you know, helps them breathe a little bit more with a mask on. I was in an audience of a local high school here and Mm -hmm. watched a show and they had those clear masks. Okay. But I've also been to, I went to a show that Tommy did at Wright State. They wore masks and they were not clear. I guess one thing to keep in mind is that every other child who's in person, if that's what they're requiring, you're not at a disadvantage because it's everybody's situation. I still think being in person, even if you are masked, and I do think the clear mask is is a good idea, um, but, you know, you just get somebody's, there's just nothing, you can't replace that. Who they are, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like watching a musical on TV versus being in the audience. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. that everyone on the panels of these schools is doing their best to consider all things equally. Mm -hmm. I don't know. How does your son feel about it? So he's fine with it. He he goes with the flow much more than I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, I know that's what he really wants. And I think it's great that he's able to sort of, you know, keep this all in perspective. He's totally fine. The LA audition that he had that just got canceled due to COVID or actually didn't get canceled. It got moved to basically it's another pre-screen. You send in a video of yourself. Oh, so it's um, not live. So it's not live. You do do a live interview. But I was super excited because I had been listening to podcasts about them and how, like, as you're doing your acting or you're singing, they're asking you for adjustments. And I thought, oh, that would be so cool, <laughs> right? Because I don't think that happened in his first interview or did not happen because I did ask him. I said, have you ever heard what an adjustment? He's like, no. <laughs> I said, well, be ready because they're going to ask you to, like, do it a different way. I think that would be, yeah. I think that that teaches him something in the process, right, beyond just emoting who he is to them um, by having them give him it's at least some feedback in the yeah moment. I know that Carnegie when they do their auditions and I just know this from sitting in on a workshop yeah, when Tommy was going through that they really do like work with each of the kids they mm-hmm. really try to yeah. push them and pull them it was a really cool experience to watch because they they did like some example sessions um, with us sitting there. And I was like, wow, that is amazing. And if that's what 
it's like going there. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah very cool yeah but is there more do you know more about the unified so you know when I think now walk-ins well I'm not sure is it worth looking at a school that he has not yet applied to would there be an opportunity still I don't know so I've talked to people who did walk-ins and it seemed like it wasn't complicated but when we were there walk-ins seemed few and far between and I've talked to people who the mom would go to the table of whatever room they were considering as a walk-in and try to sign up their child I have to say I'm not current enough Mm -hmm. to know what the deal is with that I think in New York maybe walk-ins are easier Mm -hmm. than they are in Chicago I'm I'm really not 100% sure I'm not a good resource. I I don't feel like to, you know, give a like solid answer to that. Yeah. And then the other thing I stressed about was his headshot. We just took a picture of him in our house, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, in a, with a relatively plain background. And I thought, should I have something nice? Now we actually do have a senior picture that I'm just kind of anxiously waiting to come to us in a digital format to print. But, mm-hmm. um, but even then it's like, but it's a senior, I, I, I'm trying to take it face value, the comments. This does not need to be a professional headshot, but part mm-hmm. of like, oh, but what if it was? I think the advice of as long as it really does look like you on the day that you are walking into the room, that's the main thing. They're just using that as a placeholder just to remember them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and good. Less like, oh, look at them jump off the page. I don't think that that is really what it comes down to. I think if anything. My guess would be if it really comes down to, you know, we've got these three comparable kids Mm -hmm. and we really need to dig a little bit deeper to see who we want as a program. They're going to look back on pre-screens and a lot of them are recording your live audition. Okay. Mm -hmm. And other things like your essay, test scores. Yeah. But I don't think it comes down to the headshot. That makes me feel even better. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, great. And and then I guess the other thing is, and again, I'm so looking forward to him being live in front of someone. But you had some comments about the accompaniment that now I'm like, oh, gosh, like, does he need to, would there be a warm up with somebody who's accompanying him? If- I don't think they do a warm up. Yeah, you just walk in. And I can't remember, honestly, <laughs> if it was Frankie or Tommy, but the accompaniment didn't feel good. I remember from... My boy's experience, possibly what happened would be that they were feeling stressed. And, you know, the panel is kind of looking at everything (laughs) when you walk in the room. They want to see that you're polite and that you value the accompaniment. I would say it's important to take your time and don't walk away until you feel comfortable. That's a good idea. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think for him, he's pretty even keel. He's um, just trying to be himself and sing and act as best as he can. And I mean, he's definitely, though, not someone who is organized. (laughs) It's so funny. I realized at one point that I might have been leading him on thinking, okay, if you do this today, like you're done. But the thing is, he would get something done that day and be like, okay, so now tomorrow, (laughs) you need to do this essay or that, you know personal video and uh, I realized I needed to show him like the long string of requirements 
Um, and then when we got Baldwin Wallace in um, and we got the email to set up the audition, um, it really struck him because at that point they had no virtual available. So it was like, oh my gosh, honey, I just don't know if I can, you know, <laughs> it was one of the first ones that he actually got the application in for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was so early that I was like, February, getting to Cleveland. <laughs> it's not a one day trip. It's like a three day trip. So he realized at that point that these deadlines are really not, oh, you have up until the deadline. It is get it in as soon as possible, right? Mm-hmm. And get your pre-screened reviews potentially then book the audition. So that was a real game changer for him to get the stuff done. That's why he finally realized why it was like, okay, do this, do that. <laughs> yeah. And is Baldwin Wallace, are they doing some virtual? Because I, I feel like when my boys were going through, it was all in person. Yeah. So they did. The, all campus. the virtual was booked up. Well, so it was virtual or on campus, and but virtual was all booked up. And they said, sorry, you know, we just can't. Um, I said, can I book on site? And then if virtual opens up, I'll take the virtual instead. Because again, I was just so worried about uh, the travel and getting at, you know, the potential for other auditions to then have to be, you know, canceled or something. But they said, no, once you book either place, you can't be on a wait list for something else. So I said, okay, put us on the wait list for the virtual. So that did end up opening up for him. Oh, good. Great. So we, so we at least have that. And I, and I, to your kind of earlier point, I do think the schools are, I mean, I, I believe last year, none of this was happening live, right? I don't um, think so. Time last year, you know, they've at least been through it once. Um, so I think they have some appreci- appreciation for, you know, the range of people they can also see, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we can afford it, but not everybody can afford that. that mm. trip. Right. Yeah. yeah. Finances are I've really, really to big. not count, to not add up all the dollars for <laughs> all the application fees and everything. Oh, my goodness. In meantime, you said he has a twin. So your other <laughs> son is applying, too. Correct. Yes. He's doing a much easier mm-hmm. <laughs> path, um, trying to do economics. Oh, yeah, it's, it's night and day. And I don't really know anybody else right now who's also doing musical theater, you know, so that that's why your podcast has been just a godsend to me. Mm, <laughs> um, so hearing, glad. Hearing you, hearing all the people you talk to. I mean, it's amazing with all the people you have talked to how I'm like, there's some little aspect of this that is my son. <laughs> uh, and I'm so glad I just heard this. I listened through two times the first few because I was mm-hmm. like cleaning the house while I was uh-huh. <laughs> initially listening. And then I was like, okay, I just got to go back and listen again. But I did start to take notes. So anyway, yeah. So, so the other son is so much easier. Amazing. Uh, and he's even appreciative looking at all that, <laughs> that the other has to do. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Poor twin. <laughs> well, not poor, but I mean, because, you yeah. know, I mean, it's just, it is what you have to what you have to go through and rising to the occasion is yeah. indicative of how bad they want this. And if you're observing them and, and it's too much for them, I would mm-hmm. say that is something to pay attention to because this is not an easy, I mean, th- the application process is difficult, but also living the program yeah. on campus, just talking to my sons it's similar in that there are deadlines. There's so much material that you have to mm-hmm. memorize in a short amount of time. You're going to school, all of your classes all day, but you're also in a show. And I mm-hmm. mean, that level of intensity that 
the application process requires is also there in these programs. Very true. Yeah, that's a great point. It's almost a potentially a weeding out process too, right? If, it, if sure. it's not working out. Yeah. Um, sure. And have you thought about how your son's disposition is a match to after mm-hmm. they go through a program and they start auditioning and living in New York or living in a market, you know, where they're going to be auditioning and what that looks like and how well-suited he is for that? I've thought about it. <laughs> uh, and then I go look at his bedroom and how I often have to remind him of this or that. So I'm a little nervous, but I do think it will come when when it's required, right? Um, so it'll be really interesting at the end of this process because it started out with, you know, you're supposed to talk about, you know, do you want a big school, a small school? Do you want to be in a college town or do you want a big city? Like to all those things, he's like, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I think when he finally has to make the decision, that will also be kind of helpful with, oh, I do want the small town feel, which my gut is he doesn't, but um, but we'll see. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to be all about the program, to be honest, at first. But, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I think it's, just wait and see where he's gonna gravitate to and oh so exciting it really (laughs) is and it will all work out exactly the way that it is supposed to you have to with them stay grounded in that and not get swept away with the things that are stressful and fear-filled and have the attitude of this is exciting and with a rejection we're one step closer to figuring this out. And... Exactly. I'm just so emotional. I just need to realize well, I can't control COVID. <laughs> I can't control the fact that they are going online. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, figure out and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get it done. So what you can control, worry about that, I guess, is yes. where I kind of landed. I mean, I can't imagine having the whole COVID layer. I mm-hmm. give everyone, the kids and their families, yeah so much credit and the schools, you know, I mean, they're on this ride too, and Mm -hmm. they're trying to keep their programs on track and have incoming classes, the caliber that they have always had and stay on track. And there's a lot of challenges involved. I wonder what kind of assessment they did of how well virtual did work out. I mean, it sounds from um, podcasts that I've listened to, admissions officers are again high on you know what we got to continue to do the Zoom auditions, um, but it's kind of but it's with such a different process. That would be interesting to discuss with somebody about you yeah. know. So how did that turn out for you? And I never even considered the whole is it cut? Uh, but I thought what they they would really cut people like once what? they're there they're in, in the program. Yeah, yeah at one point that was a thing. Now it's a mutual understanding where they get evaluations. If a student decides to leave a program, I don't think it's on one assessment. It's over time. At that point, it's not really based on talent that they don't continue. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. like, I thought this was for me, but it's not. Interesting. And I did catch in one of your podcasts that Tommy took a year off. Mm-hmm. Again, he, he might have taken the best year off, right? Even <laughs> <been> in person. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was the right decision for him, for sure. He's back and um, 
and they're masked, but they're in person. I thought it was a great fit. <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it, it has been. That's, that's part of this whole process right now that I'm going through. It's like, you know, I'm okay with what happens. I just don't want to wait <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, to know. I just wish it could just come immediately, but I know. Um, I guess the waiting will. The waiting uh, is the hardest part. <laughs> it is. I really think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. I do have two questions for you, like parent related. One is, is there, as long as I'm polite <laughs> and not overly persistent, like, is there a downside to me kind of sending questions to schools like, hey, we're going to be in Chicago. We know we did the Zoom audition. But is there a spot like doing that kind of I I think of it as more logistical administrative for him? Or do you think it it really matters that it's like him doing the outreach? I think my my immediate thought is I think it would be better coming from him and that he CCs you. And then if there is like some logistical question that you want to, you know, interject from there. Yeah, very good. Thank you. And then the other one is, I will say only last week <laughs> did I dare to go on College Confidential. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. I, thought, well, I, gotta, I, I thought because I've been checking like way more often than one should for, do we hear yet? Did we hear yet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for these pre-screens that I thought, you know what, maybe I could just go see what <laughs> If anybody's uh, heard actually, anything yet. Yeah. yeah. And so it has helped with, hey, Michigan just sent their, you know, sent things out today with CCM. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't have to go check all like 20 websites anymore. <laughs> yes. Kind of keep tabs here. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I have found that helpful for sure. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, I think yeah. as long as you don't get sucked in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to try to stay current on that. Yeah. I think it kind of keeps you sane. Yeah. Are there any other groups out there? Like I, I've not really searched anywhere else myself. What I don't know. About I would maybe school? go on Facebook and see yeah. like if there is like an MT parent group mm-hmm. for Penn state or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe there is for like the current class or, or former classes. And you could even like, just ask there, when did you guys hear? Was it by call or was it by email or text or, but no, I don't know of large resource. I bet there's gotta be though. There's gotta be, but yeah, I, I don't, know. I don't know yeah, it. Yeah. Your podcast has been great. I got them. I did get them that um, muffler thing to sing in. Oh, good. <laughs> Cause his thing is he goes to the car and he sings in the car. Nice. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> And I, yeah, I know he's used it. Uh, and then, um, so I did get him the Mariana Denard book that I was flipping through and I found just, again, it's a little bit of peace of mind. Like, okay, I am really understanding this. I just don't want this to be, we get to the end and we think because we didn't understand the process mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we, that we're going to want to do it again. That I mean, anything fell through the cracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That it's not our process that messed up, you know, his, mm-hmm. uh, his getting chances. Seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And chances. So um, yeah. And, and I just really want him to just focus on his craft and not worry about, okay, how do I now reschedule this audition or plan to do this or that? So yeah, so far feeling like no regrets, Good. feeling that's, well-informed. <laughs> that's kind of everything. If you don't have that base, 
the process is going to be very different. So I was thinking for this conversation, like, I just learned so much new from you and the people you talk to. I was like, I don't think I have anything to offer. (laughs) That's new. But I did think of a good title, which is the more things change, the more they stay the same. Because everything you talked about in 2019, is that when you started it, is still around today. I mean, it's only been two years, but still, you would Mm -hmm. kind of expect COVID and other things to have changed. But you know, applications are still so difficult to navigate. Um, mm-hmm. they, you know, these common pre-screen requirements are not really as common. And I mean, I don't even know if we did fully meet all the requirements because some were like, well, you have to have the, the head and the shoulders in the frame. I don't oh, know right. what in the frame is versus we want to see down to your mid thigh or a three quarter view. Not fair. You just said you're using the common <laughs> pre-screen, but anyway, it's all still foggy and everything yeah. you've talked about is still very pertinent to today I feel oh well good to know because actually as I was getting ready to go on this call I was like gosh I don't know if I'm really that valuable anymore for oh, you know what's gosh. happening now so I'm glad to hear it but yes pay attention to detail there's so much detail you would hope that they wouldn't scrap your child's just because it's not a full body shot or it's supposed yeah. to be head and shoulders yeah. But I don't know, maybe when they come down to it, they're like, this is, was a simple piece of direction. Definitely this is a to- way to scrape off the top. Yeah, I think Carnegie Mellon did say something like 3,000 applications. And I mean, if that's an easy thing to just say they couldn't follow directions, boom, I still have another 2,500 I can look at. And- well, it sounds like you are doing a good job, Mama. Thank you so much. And, it's um, not an easy yeah. process to go through. We just want the best for them. And mm-hmm. being involved in the way that you are, I personally feel is a gift to them. It is such a big undertaking. They're young and, and it's a lot to juggle their senior year and all the requirements yes. of this and What someone in one of my recordings said, you know, I just want to make sure that in the end, like we did not leave any stone unturned to know we laid the groundwork for them to be seen at their best potential and then accept what comes because that was the case. For sure. Leave it in God's hands at that point. Yeah. Right. Totally agreed. Okay, so like I said in the beginning, that is the end of our first conversation. And now I'm going to jump to what Roseanne sent in as her update on their progress since then. Hi, Lisa. It's Roseanne giving an update. Definitely some ups and some downs, Uh, some no's for auditions, some yeses. One surprise was that he was fully admitted to Chico State. We learned so much about the musical theater programs across the country, and we're lucky enough to live in California where we have great UCs and California State Universities as well. Didn't do as much research on the CSUs, but um, have come to realize since that um, admission that um, they have a BFA program in musical theater, and um, they may be the only one in the country without a pre-screen nor an audition. Uh, We didn't realize that going into this, but it's been a a nice, pleasant surprise as as an option to have. Um, This weekend and through the next three, he has seven, maybe even eight auditions and then one in, in March as well. 
It's a little frustrating that some schools do not provide a window of time on the audition and just say block the day. Uh, so hopefully we won't have to miss any if things don't align in the end. Uh, going to Chicago, looking forward to that, especially just not only the in-person audition experience, to be honest, a little bit of getting out and about uh, in the pandemic and having him be more uh, self-sufficient and managing his auditions in person. Um, and yeah, it's just going to be great for him to experience those in-room interactions. And I hope he does some walk-ons with so much legwork done just to get to the auditions, almost having them fully scheduled. Songs are finalized. Monologues are finalized. It's smooth sailing as compared to a month ago, trying to keep all the moving pieces going. At least I hope it is. I guess COVID can still throw a wrench into this. But that gives time for some anxiety to set in and just have to believe that it will all work out for the best. And I'm really sure it will. Uh, For my son, he is not exhibiting nearly as much anxiety as me, which is wonderful. I'm so grateful that he has the perspective that he has. I have to credit his vocal and acting coaches who know the industry and know his talent and provide great guidance. So if you're a mom like me, I would suggest to any of your listeners that you do at least get a vocal coach to help you with the craft of it all, which is far from my expertise. And one final note for you, Lisa, thank you so much for your gem of a podcast. It really helped me stay sane. I learned a ton, gave me peace of mind that this really is a hard process, staying positive and just facing that next unexpected challenge and doing the best that I can, my son can. It's been great. So I will update you when we know more and hopefully when we have a final decision. So I hope all is well. Again, thank you so much. Bye. Great conversation, right? I love what she said about the common application and pre-screens not being so common. I wondered about that because that is something that I was so excited to hear about this common um, application and pre-screens. But it sounds like there's still some growth that can happen in, in making it more uniform across the board. I love what she said about her son singing in the car. I think that's such a great idea. Her question about the accompaniment, I don't know. Do, do you guys have any suggestions or thoughts on that to pass along? That just seems crazy to me that you just walk in without having any practice with this person and you rely on them. So any suggestions, thoughts about how best to have that exchange with their accompaniment in the very limited time that the kids have once they get in the room. Also suggestions and thoughts on walk-ins currently not being in this process actively as a parent. I'm curious to know what your experiences have been with walk-ins. I have a feeling that they vary by unified location. Great tip on deadlines. Do not wait until the actual deadline so that you can get priority scheduling your in-person or Zoom audition slot. I did want to say that Mariana Denard and the college audition coach, if you sign up for the whole program, you do get the benefit of Moonifieds. Those are early auditions. That's a huge perk. It does give you early access to auditions and or pre-screens. 
happens in November. Pretty sure that that's still the timing on that. About College Confidential, I totally checked it out all the time for acceptance notice timing purposes. Um, not so much just like the random chat conversations, but once it was time, oh, that terrible time of waiting, just trying to stay abreast of when the decisions were coming out. And I didn't talk to my kids about the fact that I was looking at that. I just wanted to kind of stay ahead of it. I didn't interfere, but to brace myself for him finding out, I definitely accessed that um, information via College Confidential. Another great thing that I have been following and I still follow is the MT Parents Group on Facebook. Wow. I just think it's kind of like this podcast. I really think most questions that you have could be answered if you join that Facebook group. I mean, you can outright ask the question or if you look through the history of it and find a lot of answers there. That's the MT Parents Group on Facebook. Lastly, she mentioned one of the school's can't remember the name of it, was the only one that didn't have uh, college auditions or pre-screens. Muhlenberg College in Pennsylvania, it's actually right on the border of Pennsylvania and probably a quick train ride to New York, which is always a benefit for kids who love musical theater. Uh, not that they actually have time to go, but it is a non-audition, no pre-screen school. They do hold auditions, but they're not required. Just wanted to add that little tidbit. I'm not sure when I'll be back with another episode. Uh, just a couple personal things. I had mentioned previously that my son Frankie got engaged and they have set a date for late March. And just last week, my daughter got engaged and they're looking at this fall of 22. So I'm joyfully distracted by that. Tommy's doing great, participating in a ton of D-Lab stuff at Wright State, which I love. And Giovanni is in 10th grade and their school musical is coming up in March and he is playing Jack in Newsies. So I'm still in it, just not in the actual applying and auditioning stage. All right. Be well, stay healthy, be safe. God bless you all and your children. It's all going to be okay. Thanks for tuning in.